Shut up, I love it. That was a helicopter dropping me in to tell you, shut up, I love it. I am Joe Cabello here with... Sasha Feiler. Welcome, everybody, to our podcast. Thank you for listening. This is a podcast where we invite a very special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, maybe something that people forgot about because it hasn't been around on their minds for like last 16 years. I don't know. It could be a movie that's kind of well-known. I don't know. I'm revealing the topic of today's podcast and I should yeah, stop. <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> Who do we have today in the room? We have a writer, producer. I mean, he's he just he, such a great dude. I can talk about him all day. Um, he's kind of a genius and many direct like renaissance kind of guy um i don't know he's he's like already not pleased with me so he's gonna yell at me at some point and i'm gonna yell back at him welcome carlton gillespie hello thank you for yeah. having me so lucky welcome. to have you it's not easy to get you here so i'm very very grateful to be yes to i here. am i am a prima donna it's very true i have pushed this mm-hmm. this podcast quite a bit <laughs> you have done it before you're gonna do it today what are you here to talk about carlton uh i'm here to talk about a film called oceans 12 oh, never heard Ooh. of it that's the, uh, that's not good because yeah. <laughs> you guys both told me you were going to watch it so <laughs> we we're in trouble it. We watched yeah it. yeah yeah, this will be a short episode without your input, <laughs> Sasha. Yep. This is Ocean's 12, the second in the trilogy, and uh, it's the universally the worst of the trilogy is what people Ooh, say, right? People. Uh, I don't know these people you're referring to. Uh, <laughs> okay. I am not one of them. Yeah, you're um, not one of them for sure. I'm not. But yeah, I mean, but we do know that that is where it sits. Is that why you brought it on the show? Yeah. Are you aware of where it sits in the annals of oceans? I, I'm aware that it's certainly not like compared to the first one. I think I mm. don't think a lot of people actually like the third one. It's just because of the time difference between the second one and the third one. People were just like, "Oh, great, they got the group back together." Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what we expected and blah, 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 blah. But I don't, I really don't think if people watched all three in succession, they would be like, wow, second is like terrible wow. compared to three. But that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think now, like the, the first one, I don't know the Rotten Tomato score, but I believe this one's like 40%, which yes, there's problems with Rotten Tomato score we could get into, mm-hmm. but 40%. And then I think the third one's at 70. So mm. like a pretty big jump to the third. So I'm glad you brought it up. Even when I told my girlfriend that we're watching Ocean's 12, she said, why? Ooh. Um, That's that, I, look, we can, we can uh, argue about, you know what? Bring her on. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Let's do <laughs> it. And, and these let's aren't to say my feelings about it. I'm just want to frame why uh, this is like a good choice. her as a conduit to <laughs> voice your own frustrations. I mean, you're talking the rest about of the episode. Yeah. I mean, it's look, just going to be that. I don't know. I, I don't know. It sounds like you're just using someone else to, you know, as a surrogate for your opinions. Uh, right Carlton. now, my girlfriend thinks you're being very rude, Carlton. Right <laughs> now, my girlfriend is very, just really hesitant yeah. about this situation. Does she situation. live in Canada? Does she live in Canada? <laughs> I've never met her, uh, but she's her online 
username is uh, sassy girl 321 oh classic well okay so we figured out why this topic oceans 12 fits the premise of the podcast it doesn't have that many stars like no matter where you look right but what don't have that many stars. See, like, no, not, what do you it mean has a lot of stars, but I mean like rating stars. Oh, yeah, rating yeah, stars. Yeah, even yeah, if you look at, that, that actually has that was way, confusing. That was because it actually has so many stars. I mean, they're just like, pi- like a garbage pile of stars. If we talk about people stars, like Hollywood yes. stars. Like, let's just name some. Come on, Carlton, give me some. Give me some names here. That are in this film or yeah. just, just yeah. Sh- okay, got it. Um, so you got Brad Pitt. <laughs> You got that's, a, that's a name. You got George Clooney. Also, um, a big name. Yeah, you know, all C-level celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you got, you know, Matt Damon. You've got Bernie Mac, RIP. I mean, look, it's everyone from the first one. If you don't know who's in the Ocean's reboots, yeah. like, I mean, what are we doing? Come on. Right. Yeah, this one doesn't really have a lot of surprise, like, add-on cast, right? Compare, uh, I would from say, the, well, the except one. for the very end, which we can get into that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. as well but um which you know there is a for those who may not have seen it there's a cameo at the end spoiler alert with bruce willis um by the way lots of spoilers for this movie so best thing you can do for yourself is go watch it on netflix where it doesn't exist okay so here's here's the thing and for people that don't know i said i want to talk about this movie i said it's on netflix at the time that i said this movie was on netflix it was and then by no, the time you like, guys watched it, it was it's not. It's on Prime. It's, it's on, on Prime, Prime now, though, so. but with commercials in between. So Sasha was ripping me for trying to watch this with commercials, and I was like, "Look, if you get, I mean, if you guys had just watched it, was when I, I told ripping? You, I have a transcript of our texting back and forth. <laughs> you know what? There was no roll ripping. Roll it. Just roll. Um, Go ahead. Let's see. Do I have a transcript? Um, uh, I do for not. Those, okay, no, for those, I don't. Gotta have it I, ready. This, since this is audio, I'm oh okay. She's wait, looking, okay. She's so for a transcript right now. So for some reason, you're saying, wait a minute. You watched Oceans on a computer because I sent you like a screenshot of it. Yeah, well, you sent me a screenshot, and she's got like all these tabs open on her computer. So I don't. Yeah. I, here's the thing. And audience, he like I don't ex- even know if she's actually watched it. Like I'm, I'm not even sure she actually See? watched the movie. At See? this point, yeah, it's questionable. At it's this possible, point, if yeah. She did watch I think it. so. It, you know. So we're gonna find out. So he, Carlton like ana- analyzes like all my tabs. What are they called? What are they revealed in my 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 current state of mind? Now he says, "Wait a minute, you watch Oceans on the computer?" I go, "Yeah, Oceans Twelve on Amazon with commercials. No good." He says, "It's on Netflix!" Exclamation mark! Mm. LOL. I will reprimand you for this on Saturday. And I says, <laughs> and I says, please do. LOL. Save it. And here we are on the Saturday arrived and nowhere in the Netflix uh, landscape can this movie be found. Mm. It, that is correct. It is not currently on there. But at the time that I pitched it, <laughs> we don't it, was on, it was on Netflix. But I did watch the movie. So that's the good news, guys. You can relax. That is that. good. It is, it is available pretty easily to watch everybody. And I didn't even remember seeing any ads. I don't think I got any. I got a bunch of like five, five uh yeah, it's Christmas, uh, Christmas focused ads because it's almost Christmas. Yeah, let's just let's just talk about the ads that were in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> instead, <laughs> why do don't we? Well, let's uh, talk yeah. about uh, yeah, this movie. Tell us about like your history with it. Like, why did you choose it as something you love? And we'll go around and talk about our history with it as well. So I, um, I mean, 
I think I can't remember when this came out. I know you guys have like the research for it. I think what was it like two thousand four or something? Oh four. So I caught it. I did not see it in theaters. I saw it like I think randomly in college on like mm-hmm. H- HBO or something, and I'm pretty sure at that time I had already seen Ocean's Eleven. Another that's a movie also I don't think I saw in theaters, but I had seen Ocean's Eleven, knew about it, thought it was good, thought it was funny. But when I saw Ocean's 12, I think there was just something about it that really stuck with me. I think the big thing was just how different it was in terms of mm-hmm. a heist film, right? Like, there's there, there's two ways to do the heist film, which is why this was remade, right? Which is the kind of get the band back together, funny, mm-hmm. no one's really ever in danger. And then there's the typical real dramatic uh, action-packed heist film when it's like you really don't know if they're going to make it and blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then when I saw Ocean's 12, I just felt like this really towed the line between both those worlds and mm. Steven Soderbergh or the writers had just Shout out. Bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Fan of the show. <laughs> what, Steven Soderbergh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good to know. Um, Steven Soderbergh, if you're listening to this, uh, I got your back on Ocean's mm. 12. We'll, I will defend you. Um because you clearly need the help. And uh, mm-hmm. 40 <laughs> movies and shows directly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just, <laughs> the man is not the man Let's is get not him doing to 60. Well. He's not doing well. <laughs> um, and so I think just like seeing something that was so different in this typical genre stuck with me. And it just felt like they had a little bit more room to do what they wanted versus probably in Ocean's Eleven. You know, it was... They, they probably were a little bit more constrained in terms of straightforward straightforward you know this is this is you know this is a remake it's about the cast let's make them look good however that movie still does some interesting things oceans 11 does mm-hmm. um so where would yeah. you uh as far as oceans 12 oceans 11 oceans 13 i kind of wanted to save the rankings for later but i think it's important to like is this your favorite oceans film yes unequivocally okay nice. It would go 12, yeah, I 12 11, 13. Okay. And what about 8? Um, I have not seen 8. Okay. Mm, interesting. Just thought it, we'd throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it's important to distinct whether you're just saying, like, no, Ocean's 12 is actually good, or it's the best Ocean's movie. Okay, yeah. Sounds so like I think the it's second both. One, For me, it's so. both. I think it's... And that's mm-hmm. what I think is interesting about it, is, like, I can watch it as a standalone like I, I essentially did when I first saw mm. it because it had been so long yeah. since I had even probably seen Ocean's Eleven. I'm not even positive I had seen the full movie before Ocean's Twelve, and so I saw it essentially like as a standalone film on TV and was just like I I love everything about this film. Um, so just yeah, as a movie, but also within the trilogy, um, you know, it it's, is it's the definitely best my, the most enjoyable. Great. Nice. How about you, Sasha? What's your history with the ocean series in this movie i'm gonna be you know the annoying sasha again and say that i do not like heist movies and i never seen uh any of the ocean films until i researched for this podcast okay and did you watch all of them for this yeah which ones did you watch so no i just watched the oceans 12 for this podcast. just 12 okay yeah oh, okay mm-hmm Joe, See, that's you? really interesting. I don't, I don't mm. know how I would have experienced that. Not like, because I, I was aware of Ocean's Eleven when I saw mm-hmm. Ocean's Twelve, but I don't, I didn't like connect the two back to back. But like having no reference mm-hmm. for Ocean's Eleven, that, 
that would have been an interesting I did experience. help myself a little bit reading um, the summary of the plot for Ocean's Eleven on yeah, uh, yeah on which is Wikipedia how we're going, going to in. watch movies in the future anyway. We're just going to be reading summaries of plots. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I watched a four-minute YouTube video on the Ocean's Eleven recap <laughs> before watching it, just because in the same, yeah. I wanted to just not go completely in blind, but not watch the whole movie. And you know what? It was a really bad way to take in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> it was not a great... It was a very monotone guy going, and then Danny needed to go mm-hmm. and talk to somebody for this. Mm-hmm. So then they went, and they got caught, and it's just a really grueling Not a natural minutes. storyteller, that guy. No, yeah. probably just got paid like 20 bucks to mm-hmm. to VO that for a YouTube Real video. Quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this series. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge fan, but it, it is definitely one of those movies where you know like i mean all of them are movies where if someone's like hey you want to watch this you know you're in for a good time because it has every star i love heist movies um especially on the more fun side i think they're that's kind of where i like my heist movie more not so much the thriller are they gonna make it Mm -hmm. type thing um so yeah i've always been a fan of these and i myself never really thought too much of the ranking but when you uh when i knew you were going to do this um particular one for the podcast episode i looked into the critical reception and that's where i learned like oh people weren't too hot on 12 interesting Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of news to me but uh yeah that's kind of i i was very open and excited to watch this movie i thought this is going to be a nice treat for the podcast versus some other topics where sometimes i'm not so excited to uh to watch it so should we even go into the discussion of plot like we often do um or maybe just like broad strokes i, I don't know carlton what is he w- yeah carlton yeah. you can you can uh Give us choose how do you want to frame it well i mean i can do a quick run of the plot but i think that you know much like we're talking about the future of film that's just a quick uh summary read but mm-hmm. i would more or less like like to hear your guys's questions in the plot because i know sometimes the feedback so much with this film is people are like i don't understand what's going on there's too mm-hmm. many inside jokes and I don't get the plot. So like, if anything, I would just probably, you guys go ahead and like, like kind of talk expert, about it. Like you the expert, you're the Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, why don't, yeah. Again, what? if you feel like you have questions like, Sasha, if this is the only one you've seen out of them, I have to imagine you have some questions. Yeah, like let's bring up maybe some points we like or dislike about it yeah. too that you mm-hmm. can defend or join in on. Uh, I do, like to your point of people being confused about it, one criticism that I saw pretty consistently is that the ending kind of undoes everything and kind of makes it useless and we're in spoiler territory so essentially the ending is like we were never doing a heist we were just looking like we were doing a heist for this other heist that happened that you never saw and it it does stretch within a heist within a heist movie Mm -hmm. am i right yes and it really stretches as far as it can to be like, wait a minute. So what did, why did we even just watch anything? But to me, the movie is so fun. It doesn't matter. Like it already delivered everything. The heist movie should that the fact that like none of it mattered and it was ridiculous. I I didn't mind that, but that was something I saw a lot of people in reviews were critical of, um, Sasha. Oh, go ahead. Go 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 for it. Sasha. Uh, what was the question? Uh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, mm-hmm. did you have any... What did you think about the ending and how that works uh, out? I was um, not surprised by it. 
because here's what happens, guys. And I, I know we're going to get into the specific ratings and whatever, but I feel like this podcast will suffer from me withholding my emotions. In, oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you can't. So we we, think we all happens, suffer from you withholding. Your I know. <laughs> so what happens with um, heist movies that every time like this is like the the background sort of narrative that's running in my head anytime I watch a heist movie, which I, you know, I've seen like a handful. Um, it's, it's like, wow, so clever. Yeah. You know how to, whoever wrote this, you know how to write funny, like, um, how to write, um, uh, like a plot turns, plot twists that are, that are uh, clever and, uh, very like mosaic fits in the mosaic and like, wow, what did he think of that? And I always think like my second, like, like right away, my response is like, and I don't give a shit. Like when it gets like that, like clever plot moves, I like disconnect. And this is when I'm like, that's not what I look for in uh, storytelling and narrative. Like, because to me, it never is emotionally charged. So like all those plot moves, they're all, cause it's kind of about like, it's about douchey dudes. Like usually this like genre is about <laughs> douchey guys and like, who like, like, like yachts. And, uh, and most of the time, like that's what this world is. And so there's definitely the element of cool, which, um, and like, um, camaraderie, which I think people are like viewers respond to, but it is interesting to me that I don't, because to me it's like emotionally, I'm like, the stakes are low because you're kind of like, none of you gives a shit. And like, so this cleverness doesn't make me invested. So, okay. so this is, mm -hmm. let me come at me, come at no, me. No, 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 no. I'm not going to come at you actually. So I, I want to back up a little because it's so interesting that you didn't see Ocean's 11. And I could, I mean, I have to imagine you didn't see the Dean Martin Ocean's 11, the original film that this mm -hmm. was based on. So this was, a movie that was made with the Rat Pack, Dean Martin. Mm -hmm. um, I'm aware of the, they, right. the background. So you know the research, right? So they made it back in the mm -hmm. day. They remade Ocean's Eleven. So just for, in terms of like quick, a quick reference is my understanding is mm -hmm. they had no plans to make a sequel to this film. It was supposed to be... To Ocean's Eleven. To Ocean's mm -hmm. Eleven. So it was supposed to be a standalone film. So you guys probably know this from the research. Ocean's Twelve was based on another story. And it got mm -hmm. repurposed to be incorporated into this film. Mm -hmm. So I think one thing to like, that that's what attracted me, that's what attracts me to the way they go about the plot is because they're never saying, look, we want to make it look like they're actually in danger. Because at the end of the day, we know they're not in danger. Mm -hmm. Even in Ocean's Eleven. They're going to win. We know they're going to win. George Clooney and Brad Pitt are not going to die. We all know this isn't going to happen. So why don't we just make fun of the fact that that's what we're doing here? And so mm -hmm. for me, like, I appreciated them doing that, and, which is interesting because like in movies now, that's done so often and people love it. Like 22 mm -hmm. Jump Street, when they made the sequel, they made fun of the fact that they're making the sequel. You know, there's that running joke from Nick Offerman. He's like, nope, you do the same case the same way because that's yeah. the way you You know, and so... There's something about, I think, them doing that back in 2004 or five, which really intrigued me because you can zone out on a heist movie so easily when you're like, here they come, here come the cops, oh, they open the door, no one's there. There's none of that in mm -hmm. this movie. And so I think I appreciated that more than you just being like, let's, let's up the score in Ocean's 12 and make it even more money 
and see if they can get themselves out of it. Because, come on, like, we know they are. Yeah, and I guess the the thing is, like, it's not my cup of tea. But, you know, that's like, it's a terrible explanation. But I, I see what they're doing, and I think Steven Soderbergh is a really, like, interesting director. Like, he's, like, super... Like, 100%. I describe him understated, but, like, I think that's not how most people describe him. But I do think of him as, like, he takes, like, the world and he, like, really, gr- in a grounded, understated way, explores it. And, like, I totally believe everything that's happening in the sense of, like, the groundedness of it. So, like, I really enjoy the direct... the di- his direction of grounding this genre to something less glitzy and, like, more of just like like a like a feel good um but without the hollywood you know like so, it's more of like a soderbergh spice not like the hollywood spice i don't know it no no it like it definitely like, reminds me more of out of sight than like oceans 11 feels like you know soderbergh's directing and he's being told like this is kind of what you have to do in some of the movie mm. but in oceans 12 like it just felt like he did he just had more leeway and did a lot more stuff that you just couldn't get away with. Um, had it been like, you know, we need to find a director to do this heist film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a studio movie so much. Like, it doesn't have that, like, Marvel sheen right. or that, you know, right. like that type of look. Um, it And it the choices he makes border on obnoxious sometimes. <laughs> like what? For, exa- uh, for example. <laughs> like you have uh, bleeping out... Uh, um, what's his name's words? Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's words. Love it. Uh, and it's like, it's really clever and I like it, but it's like so close to being obnoxious of just like, oh uh, yeah, we get it. But I think that's really more, he took grand swings with, uh, with this movie and with Ocean's Eleven with some of the editing and just doing weird things like that. Uh, there's even like um, when George Clooney, I think it is, is talking it's doing jump cuts through his conversation and it's very jarring. It's not like visually appealing, but it is, there's something about it that keeps you engaged. It's a very interesting it's tactic, but again, keeps you engaged. it is that. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost obnoxious though, that editing style. So he does a lot of those things that I think now it seems more obnoxious than it even would back then, just because like film language is evolving exponentially and more rapidly than ever because more people are making movies making choices so i think we're seeing we've seen a lot of people ape that style so it gets a little like okay we get it you're playing with this cinematic language yeah but it was fresh at the time Um, but i think yeah and i think it is i'm not totally knocking it but it's like really close to being obnoxious to me well no but i i think that was the feeling then like that's why i think people did not like it i mean the way he shot it in terms of like so much overexposure which i i particularly Mm -hmm. love he does it a little bit in oceans 11 but he really goes for it in oceans 12 um the color schemes that he does it's that soderbergh like contagion type of grayish kind of but see that's contagion came is later so Mm -hmm. really when he did this i think it was um you know sort of a i mean i don't want to say risk because i don't think I don't think you're as ever at as much risk when you have George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt mm-hmm. Damon in your film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost allows you to it, right to do exactly. Those things, right? And so, like to me, that's kind of I don't want to say impressive, but to say okay, I've got this cast. We could just more or less phone this in and make it a quote unquote. We we could do what we did already in mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven, 
and have some grand finale where it's like, oh my God, they taped the whole thing and they just ran a tape mm-hmm. in the in the casino. It was vault. all in, a, in and, somebody's and head. And they never knew. Yeah. And instead, they went, no, like let's do something completely different. How about it's just about their egos, which this mm-hmm. is all this is anyway, and let's have them create an entire ruse. And by the way, none of this film is about that. It's about this really me to me interesting love story between Brad Pitt's character and Captain Zeta Jones and also um, kind of like going back into your past and seeing like how these people ended up where they are now um, Mm -hmm. which is totally different than how most heist films do it I mean if you just told me like hey you should see this heist film where these guys go and try and steal this Fabergé egg and you and I tried to guess how it turned out. There's no way I guess this, and I don't mean that as like a put down in terms of like they just made it all up. I think it's intriguing in the way they went about it versus I think what most people thought at the time is just like oh they just goofed around and blah 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 and this isn't interesting. But I think if you take a look at it, it, it is. It's subversive, and I think yeah that's the the risk, and I think time rewards that type of risk more i think this is a movie that people would probably accept more now just because you do go and i think the audience probably went into oceans 12 being like yeah we do just want to see the same exactly. thing exactly exactly and then when they didn't get that that was very upsetting but now like we can separate it we could be like oh that was actually kind of cool and i'm always um very intrigued when i see movies that you can kind of sniff out that they might be loved more five or ten years later mm-hmm. Um, uh, fantasy, the new Fantasy Island, I actually think is a movie that people are going to really dig in five or ten years. I don't know if either of you have seen it. Mm-mm. Haven't. Um, d- not to make it too much about Fantasy Island, but it is just like it's so weird that yes, you probably went into that movie being like, "Oh, I want a straight horror movie." Wow, seven. And then they gave rotten. you some. What is the percent? Seven percent. Seven percent. Oh, here. Okay, we're switching it up. Joe, defend yourself. Uh, uh, well, not without anybody seeing it. Maybe I'll come onto this podcast as a guest to defend. You should that try. Movie. I know the host. You should try and get on. I'll try and help you. I'll. I'll see. I might have to pay. Pay him off. But that movie, it, it really does not give you what you expect or expected, but it gives you something really cool. So I think that time is will will be valuable mm-hmm. to it. And you think it's um, the same and, yeah. story with. Oceans Twelve, yeah, is they're not. The, yeah, yeah. I think people now, if they rewatched it, they yeah. would be like, "Oh, you know, this is kind of this is cool." Yeah, but it's weird to me how much it kind of sits in the middle. I think you said it was like forty percent Rotten Tomatoes, but mm-hmm. which is you know, let's say ten percent away from fifty. But if I remember correctly, like it got, I think it got like two thumbs up. Um, there were some people that were kind of like, you know, th- this is in essence they did kind of do what 11 did which is there's the humor there's a little bit of the stakes there's a little bit of the mystery there's a love story um but you you never are in fear for them to you know be killed or or be caught or be arrested um and so i think it's it's interesting like it's not like this is a a seven percent and there's like two you know, critics out there who are like, no, this is incredible. None of you understand it. I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think people just kind of don't know what to make of it because yeah, it's not so stinky. It's not stinking. Exactly. Rotten. Nobody thought that when it came out, but and ultimately, like, I you think have it this really cast. How can you? You know, like, yeah, they're, exactly. They're all doing their thing, 
and like e- that just alone elevates it. I mean, like I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Oh, yeah. If it didn't have these A-listers, you know, would I be sitting here talking about how great this movie is? Like, probably not. Probably not. But that is the movie, and the achievement of the Ocean series, in a way, is the cast for sure. So I I, I still want to talk without getting into the plot. I do want to discuss the ballsy choice by the screenwriter. Um, of you know the Julia Ro- Roberts thing, right? Like yeah. The, yeah. So let's talk about Carlton. Would you describe this to it's a looky loo? They did a looky loo. Okay. Yeah. So in the end of the film, or towards the end, uh, a bunch of the gang gets busted. Matt Damon, Don Cheadle, and Scott Kahn um, are kind of the last three to kind of keep up this ruse. So basically, they're trying to keep up this ruse that they're trying to get this Fabergé egg. They need to get inside. They figure maybe we can get Danny Ocean's wife, who is played by Julia Roberts, to be a lookalike for Julia Roberts and get close to this Fabergé egg so they can steal it. And this is, I know, where a lot a lot of people get upset about as well. But in a world where, in Ocean's Eleven, where Brad Pitt is teaching young Hollywood stars how to play poker for no reason... Mm-hmm. Um, where he's running hotels and he's friends with Topher Grace, like this type mm-hmm. of stuff, I think is, to your point, ballsy. But I also think it's just, to me, it's, it's making fun of itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And like the ridiculousness of that scene is so crazy. Like if they had played it straight, then I think it would have been awful for me to watch but instead they're like no this is ridiculous but then again and isn't so, every heist movie ridiculous sure and so i know it's a, it's a tone question and it's a directing question probably and like maybe like soderbergh was one of the few people who could pull it off but what to you carlton as the viewer makes um this uh like what makes you feel like they're making fun of it like what what are those elements that you like well they're, they're clearly being meta about it like they're, oh, they're I, laughing I, at def- themselves. I definitely have the answer for that and i don't think it's necessarily the directing so what are those so elements because i'm it's curious just, to hear that it's the cast this is a movie that again you can't like separate it from its cast and the fact that it is like a bunch of stars it's like it's grotesque in how many stars there mm-hmm. are in this movie and they know by the second one they know that like mm-hmm. that to have george clooney and brad pitt alone in a movie together is like thank you that's what i'm saying like that's the ridiculous of it right like these are so not they know. real these are not real thieves how much was that thieves do not look like this yeah and th- so basically when you have that cast have it, this is the next step of that cast is being like and we fucking know their stars we know this is julia roberts you know it's Julia Roberts. You came to see this movie because it's Julia Roberts. So we're going to literally make her Julia Roberts. Exactly. So I think that's where it's like the whole the tone comes from the cast existing in the form that they do. So that's why it like it does work. I think if you didn't know who any of those people were, the stars, like mm-hmm. you you know, you know, watched it internationally or something, the joke wouldn't work. It wouldn't be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think if, like, Julia Roberts was the only star in it and the rest were, like, people you didn't really know or Thomas Jane or, like, mm-hmm. you know, Shut people you, that were just friend of the show, but not quite A-lister. <laughs> no, Thomas Jane might be a bad choice. He's, he's, he's a good guy. We don't mean bad. But um, then that, that joke wouldn't work either 
the joke works because it's George Clooney. Uh, Bruce Willis, who's not in it, and is in it after that. But you also have Topher Grace playing Topher Grace, like you had mentioned before. It's like it's a movie that is saying we recognize that you are looking at movie stars. And you have someone like Matt Damon, who like that's Jason Bourne right there, and he's playing this almost nervous, anxious guy. Mm trying to you know be the leader and they're making constant fun of that throughout the entire movie and so to me I like think he, yeah i think he they the i think they pulled character. off yeah he was the most mm-hmm. interesting character in that because it was definitely i i have no feelings about matt damon he like a piece of plastic for me like i can like i don't care but you must like, have been was... so confused in that matsui scene <laughs> but it was like he was really good in it i thought like because he really or like, I would rather like to me the directing was really good of like let's take this dude and like like exactly freshly off of born whatever uh, filming, and and like let's have him play this like super insecure dude that like keeps keeps like George Clooney and uh, you know Brad Pitt like whispering to each other about how stupid he is or something like that. Like I thought that was very <laughs> interesting and also very meta. It is almost like the movie that's like look we got all this which. It's not that expensive. It's $110 million, it says. Oh, so it's excuse, expensive. excuse me. Not that expensive. Wow. I mean, Sauce, it's an expensive money movie. Bags over here. But considering, I mean, maybe because it's 2004, but considering how many stars and like how much. Oh, they yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no way. There's no way you could do it. They yeah. probably got back end. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But, but like to think of all the stars, it's, it's a movie that's very aware of that. And. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still. I'm very also curious to hear what you think of then. You know, like we've seen Julia Roberts. You know, pretend that she is, uh, or like Julia, Julia Roberts playing a, a woman who pretends to be Julia Roberts, and then we get the actual Bruce Willis playing Bruce mm-hmm. Willis, right? More of like a douchey version of himself, right? right? He likes trying to get right. in everybody's pants. I don't even know if he's married at the time. I feel like he is, like at the de- of the time of filming. Well, I don't know, um, but but also they make even a joke on that with Julia Roberts because in that scene he goes, "Is Danny here?" And I remember the first time going, "Wait, is he saying is Danny is your husband Danny Ocean here?" But she's not mm-hmm. Julia Roberts, so how could her? And then of course, like years later, knowing that Julia Roberts was married to Danny Motor, whose real mm-hmm. whose whose real name is Danny, so they're like they're clearly making that joke there's no mm-hmm. way that makes it into the movie where they go oh wait in the movie your husband's danny ocean but your real life husband's name is danny let's just have him say is danny here because what a coincidence mm-hmm. you have because, to like, use cause it. yeah because th- this scene yeah. is ridiculous you know you're playing yourself and we're making fun of what we think julia roberts is like you know they have that scene where she sits down and she's like just smile don't say anything and then i think like scott Connie says like that's all she does like they clearly mm-hmm. are just like mm-hmm. let's do that because that's more fun than trying to take this seriously and be like what if julia roberts was married to a thief it's just ridiculous that's it's mm-hmm. never gonna happen mm-hmm. well um i guess that's I, I another another point i wanted to make and to support my feelings about the heist as a genre is if you guys guys haven't seen and it's not my favorite season of rick and Mar- rick and morty the last season the um the so heist it, episode 
the heist episode. So they, when they make so much fun of heist episode, I think it's called One Crew Over the Crew Coos, Morty. Uh, very fun names as always. <laughs> Dan Harmon, shout out, fan of the show. And and so I, I think this is exactly how I've always felt about heist. It's like, how heisty can we get? And that's uh, definitely like like a sketch. Rick and Morty's episode right. takes the genre of the heist and just blows it out to the insane proportions of like how far, how heisty and meta aware of the heistiness of its own heistiness can you get? Um, oh, that's th- funny this is like how I've always felt about the genre. I think what's funny is like, I think the people that would shit on this movie are the people that would love that Rick I and Morty episode. And that's me. I shit exactly. on it and I like that. But, that's me. But they're doing the same thing, which is like, that's what's hilarious to me is mm-hmm. like, you're shitting on this movie being like, where are the real stakes? But then a Rick and Morty episode, which is like, no, I created a, a random robot to randomize the heist. But it's like, oh my God, it's hilarious. But it's like, these, these are doing the same thing. I think in that moment when they got 12 lit, they're like, no, 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 we should just shit on the genre of heist films because if we try and do it for real, it's going to be ridiculous. And so like, why don't we just take it to the next level? And, and, and they, they do because it, it's written by clearly a person or people who are fans of the genre. Right. There's no doubt. Like the, to make fun of it that way, you only can do it with so much love. Right. Uh, you know, to know the ins and outs and being so proficient at it. So um, very great episode. And uh, here we are back talking about Ocean's 12. What else should we talk about before? Well, just to, to that um, like parody uh, topic of of what this movie is i think it's harder for people to accept that oceans 12 is doing that because of like the stars well and, and also the, and oceans 11 also its predecessors exactly like all the heist movies that have come before you know that 90s era of like thriller heist um you know uh what you want to call it like primal fear slash sixth sense like twist at the end which again mm-hmm. which is another thing they make fun of in oceans 12 which is they're talking about if you guys caught that i'm sure you did where he's when matt damon's talking to bruce willis about the sixth sense and he's like i knew the whole time and bruce willis is like mm-hmm. oh you caught that right they're again making fun of like this twist <laughs> this twist movie culture where you have to have this big twist at the end but everyone sees it coming but in this mm-hmm. film, there's absolutely no way you see It's you just see like the coming. stupidest twist, really. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid you wouldn't think of it. I don't think it's stupid. Because what they're saying is this dude broke rule number one. And if you are a thief like us, you break that rule, then all bets are off. So we're not gonna play yeah, we're not gonna play fair. And I think as an audience member, for you to go, well, they really have to do this challenge. It's kind of like, well, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's not stupid. It's stupid for a heist movie, is what I mean. It's a stupid choice as the ending for a heist movie. Not a stupid choice for a heist movie that's making fun of heist movies. Or and it does it fits the logic, but I think most people who were expecting a traditional heist, it's like the stupidest thing ever it's like oh we were never doing the movie you know like they're basically saying like oh we were never even doing what we the whole movie was telling you we were doing there were no stakes even if, if you thought there are any stakes they aren't there I, weren't ever any yeah and i'm not saying this is i actually that's why i like the movie but i think that's like they were trying to almost be stupid like you know like this isn't we didn't do anything 
Colton's in the high face. No, no, I no. That, but that's the thing. I agree. Like when when the amazing Yen is trying to be behind that family to get into the like, it, it's like, come on, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. So like, why why are we gonna play it real to act like these guys are ever in mm. danger when everyone in that audience knows no one here is gonna die? There's no way. So let's have fun with the genre itself, which is people trying to one-up each other or bringing in this character like the Night Fox. Like, that's, that's what was interesting to me is this, normally this sequel would be, there would be no Night Fox. It would just be exactly, Bene- yeah. Benedict figured it out. He showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Benedict's like, which is interestingly enough what they do in 13, right? It's like, we, I, we're going to team up and you and I, we're going to rob somebody else and make even more. And if you don't rob somebody else, I'm going to kill you because you robbed me the first time. That's exactly what that sequel would have been. Mm. And instead, it's it's entirely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the addition of Vincent Castle is, or Cassell, I think, uh, mm-hmm. is great. It's one of the most like memorable inclusions of this, mm. uh, this series. Um, the dancing scene is through the wires is iconic. The la- or not wires, but laser, which people whatever. also hate. A lot of people hate that scene. I bet Sasha hated but it, it. It's iconic. I like uh, uh, the dancing part. I, I was I was uh, on board with it because I like dance, so I was I was on board with that. <laughs> yeah, I I I, 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 was I like, on board I, like looked I, up, I like looked up from my iPhone and checked out the computer for longer than you know. Yeah, 10 seconds. I'm sure you did. Yeah, those other tabs needed yeah. to be tended oh, to. My tabs, they're out in the world, and Carlton's posting them all, describing to people what I'm up to. So that's very interesting. I have not thought of this film as much as like I I've sort of saw the saw the directing, and I saw the Soderbergh in it a lot, like right away, right off the bat, and sort of the charm of all the A-listers just having chemistry time together, which apparently they for real were trying to guess Clooney's age. Did you know that? Like I when did, they tried, I oh, didn't really? know that, but it makes it makes total sense that that just shows. So that's up. pretty funny. Mm-hmm. He was like forty two, and he was getting really upset because people thought he's forty eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's like this definitely charming stuff going on. Um, but I, it is interesting to me. I haven't thought of it like that. Obviously, it just shows my lack of knowledge, intentional lack of. Well, knowledge, yeah, for you to I not know how heist. old George Clooney is is a very big yeah. problem. I mean, that's of that's Hollywood of number like, one. Criminal. They, they tell right, you so that is the minute you arrive. That's right. Carlton does not listen to me when I speak because w- what I was saying is the heist movie. I, I like. I didn't think of it as the heist movie that is making so much fun of itself, or like of the genre, not of itself, I guess, because it's not like it's not like I don't, I don't know. I, I don't because there's no like sarcasm about it. There's just certain lightness that like makes it everything is flo- flowing pretty easy. So I, I don't would know say if, it doesn't yeah. show it doesn't show its hand, and I think that's the 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 problem with how people took it in 2004. This isn't not another heist movie, you know. Mm-hmm. This is the sequel to a heist movie that was a re- a very like standard real heist movie. Mm-hmm. So it like it doesn't really show its hand in a huge way. It is fairly subtle in in that. So I can see why someone wouldn't catch it, um, and why it, obviously a lot of people didn't really catch it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So that's. 
quite enlightening for me. Is there anything else you want to enlighten us about, Carlton? Or any other big points that we guys haven't covered before we get to our final feelings slash uh, ratings about the film? Well, I mean, I guess, like, one thing I wanted... Because especially since... Because ne- neither of you had seen it, right? Before? Yeah, I'd seen oh, it. Oh, you'd seen it. Okay. It, it'd been a, mm-hmm. It'd been a, a while since I'd seen it, but I think I'd seen it a few times. So, like, I was definitely a fan of the movie. So I guess, like, Sasha, for you, like, Spoilers. what questions, mm-hmm. like, when you finished it, when, you know, you went from one tab to the other and, and finished watching um, mm-hmm. on your Apple Watch. You're right. Um, you're right. Like, what, when, like, what questions did you have? Did, did you experience it like, wow, I don't know what was going on with that plot? Or was Not it just really, kind of like a brief? Okay. Because what happens is that I, I'm really bad at these kind of complicated plots. Like, part of me is just like it's ADHD just turns on when I'm like, oh, they're trying to do the complicated pl- plot at me? I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to pay attention. So then I just kind of have another tab open where right. uh, Wikipedia plot, like Wikipedia synopsis. And I'm like, if I'm falling behind, I will check in. Because in the beginning, I couldn't tell if Catherine Zeta-Jones was like a big character in Ocean's Eleven or not. Okay. I could not. Which makes... Was she? I still don't know. She wasn't in Ocean's Eleven. There, so that was there so are, yeah. Character, that right? that storyline is oddly, like, thin for how important yeah. the I movie, was like, like, says it is. I was so confused about that. I was like, all right, cool. So that's the lady that, uh, you know, big lady in Ocean's Eleven. All right, all right. And then I'm like, wait, is that's not the thing at all. Like, she's a lady in between. She's I would love, I, I wish you just, like, watched uh, Jurassic Park 2 instead of what it's just been like, what are these dinosaurs doing on this island? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think they are positioning her a little bit as, like, she was such a big part of Brad Pitt's but life. I, but I, I mean, think she on. was. She's in, she's in almost half the she's scenes. She's so cute. She's gorgeous. Oh, and I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm she's happy. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm happy she's in this film. I just, um, I, and it. Did did Joe? You say that uh, you think that that's like the A story, or like that's the most important story? Is the Brad Pitt and his relationship with her? Well, I said that that it's very thin for how much this the movie says it's important. Because I mean, it, it doesn't. I I don't. I wonder because it feels like it's a heart. That's the romance and the heart, right? Of the which is what they did film. in number one. Which is the whole the whole reason Clooney goes through robbing Benedict is to so here's the thing okay so everyone mm. loves Ocean's Eleven right but ultimately George Clooney robs mm. Terry Benedict steal 160 million dollars mm-hmm. yes to convince his ex his ex wife to come back and mm-hmm. and the yeah. lead up to that is one little camera that catches Terry Benedict giving up his money. Or, or excuse me, giving up Tess to get his money back. Which, mm. number one, it is ridiculous for her to just realize it in that moment. That like, oh my God, this I can't believe I can't believe the owner of three casinos cares this much about his money over me. It's just yeah. it's just ridiculous. And is a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. So people are like, wow, I can't believe in this one, Brad Pitt. They do this whole ruse. So mm-hmm. he can get Catherine Zeta-Jones back, but that's exactly what happens in Ocean's Eleven, and they even say it. You know, when they're in the jail jail cell, he's like, "Was it worth it?" And he says, "Was Tess?" And so they're basically saying, "Like, look, the, these are, these are always about, you know, something else. It's Women. never about well about the females, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. it is interesting because, um, of course, you know, it's like somebody trying to get rich, some douchey guy trying to buy another yacht. It's such a like." 
it's it's not something like we all can relate to. But oh, he wants to win a girl is a classic, you know, storytelling. Right. You know, uh, goal goal for a protagonist. So the the um, thing with this movie though is you don't even really know that for one until <laughs> the end, and then two. For me, you don't really get the feeling that their relationship is that strong, because when your <laughs> your first introduction to the character Carlton is Brad Pitt leaving them, the like mm-hmm. I understand why he's leaving them, mm-hmm. but the optics are bad. She's, it does yeah, not she's send on his message. heels, right? Like she's about to yeah, she's about discover to discover his DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I never get the f- I never see a scene where they like really love each other and I believe no. this love. He kisses her in the morning. So that's something. It's very thin to me. I don't necessarily mind it because I think the movie I don't give a shit about that part. I just want to see all these characters be fun and they do. But it is like pretty thin where I'm like, "Wait, do they even belong together?" Like th- you've shown me nothing in all the why fla- these characters in all the flashbacks they show that like they're in love. But it's because he's a thief, just like her father. That's why it doesn't work yeah, out. Because he was running down the street from the cops, and she's like, "I like that." That's like what the big I, it's, falling it's in love. Thin. It's thin. It's not that it's, it's not there. Thin. It's that it's incredibly thin. To where at the end, there is no there is no catharsis for me of like, oh, mm-hmm. good, they're they're together. And it's you don't give a shit. I also don't he, give a shit about he her father. Brings her to, be to her long-lost father. Look, I don't care. The, do, do, does anybody care plate. that she's hanging out with the father, like with this fucking asshole? No, but the thing is, that's really sweet on the surface. The movie doesn't earn any of that because you don't necessarily care about the father. You don't even meet the actor until he's the greatest thief of all the time. The last ten minutes. Come on. <laughs> the, the last ten minutes. It, but that's the thing. It just the movie tells you all these things. But yes. it doesn't really earn the weight but, of that but moment. Le- okay, so let me ask you this though: if the movie was re- if the movie was reframed in the beginning, which is this is about a woman whose father was the greatest thief of all time, and it's set up where she's gonna try and track him down, and she's gonna it's try and movie. she's gonna try and re- reunite herself reunite herself with her father and they're gonna get out all the excess baggage. You can't tell me that both of you would have tuned out immediately. And been like, yeah, well, a, that's that's. Th- I don't know. I haven't is, seen I it. It's a different going. movie. It's it's a very. We different have seen movie that movie yet. before. We've seen it's a di- it's a different movie, it. and I don't think I need that. I don't need it to be that, but the movie just does not give us anything but the bare minimum to be like, oh, okay, he loves her and she loves him, and it's good that he uh, reunited her with her father. They like, play it poker together in the end and all have fun. If that doesn't spell out true love to you, I don't know what does, Joe. It doesn't earn it. It's so paper thin. But again, I think if it added more to it, it would lose so much of the stuff we do enjoy the movie. Yeah, I mean, you are juggling I'm, a cast of 12 stars, which is tough. Yeah. It's kind of like when people criticize Endgame and... Uh, the other Avengers one for certain things. It's like, well, again, oh. this is a movie with like 18 characters. Are you even allowed to criticize those films? I heard like you, <laughs> you won't get yeah, hired. Like, I heard that you get sent to like the dungeons. If you it's like criticizing Scientology. We, we, we almost never do it on this podcast. Almost never criticize. Scientology. Well, that's another podcast you guys host. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's, for, a, it's, for an Scientology. it's an episode. It's an episode. But um, okay, great. I think we've covered like, 
But I, but, Most of our but I want, but I want to hear more. Me, I want to hear more from Tell Saf. me everything. What, 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 I feel, oh, I feel like will. I'm being rushed out of here. Is there another? You have another guest after me? Is that it? No. Is someone gonna no, no, do no. Ocean's Thirteen after this? Is that? What's I going want on? you to be here all <laughs> night with us, talking about Ocean's Twelve. Sasha's just pain index is slowly rising, so. Uh, I, I do start slowly yeah. feeling losing feeling in my leg, but I, it has nothing to do with me wanting oh, to move on. Now, but I want to know. Can't, yeah, after you just said, Carlton, I'm, I'm losing feeling in my <laughs> leg, but continue, look, sir. Look, look, guys, I'm recovering <laughs> from surgery. I am doing great. And I want to talk about this film For all night long. Know, so, Carlton, please. Right now. Sasha is uh, in, uh, not in the hospital, but she's pretty much in the hospital downstairs in her house. She's not allowed to see her beloved dogs because dogs jump on broken legs. It's a whole thing. It's very sad. It's a sad, sad world. Hey, the world is suffering way more than I am right now, but nobody's suffering more than Carlton who wants to talk some more about his favorite movie, Carlton. What do you want to know? I just want to talk more about George Clooney and Brad Pitt. <laughs> is that so much to ask? Uh, there are not <laughs> enough people talking about them. We all okay. So I, but I want to know from Sasha, like, what questions? Yeah. Did you I mean, have like ask questions throughout the movie? Because no, but no. This generally, this isn't to be like like defend. plot questions and, or like why am I watching this? Any of it? Because like I'm very <laughs> for someone who didn't see Eleven. I know why you're watching it because you value my opinion, and I suggested yeah. watching it. And true, yes, I was having, curious. Doing this podcast, I wanted to get a little looky loo right. in your brain, exactly for sure. So, like, as you're watching it, I'm just curious, like, what, what are the like the main things that you were like, where you're like, I don't know what's going on, or was this about eleven? Well, I'm like, what, why is this Ju- whatever? Why is Catherine J- Zeta Jones in the beginning like he leaves her, but then like for a while we don't even deal with her at all. Like it's like not even important anymore. Um, why, um, why, I guess, like, so those are like the things I was like looking up. The Julia Roberts thing definitely threw me off. I was like, I'm, I'm not fucking mm-hmm. following at all. Like, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, that's what they're doing. Ha, 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 Cool. Such an authentic that, that was mean. I don't know. It's disgusting. It's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis was charming and I kind of like his douchey version of himself but I was like hi huh, they're doing another thing they just did of Julie Roberts they're doing the same thing Bruce Willis kind of like yeah cool um, and then like well I was I'm always curious for um, these movies that I don't watch like these heisty movies like what do they do the last chase like last 10 minutes of the film and so that was interesting for me to see like Okay, well, how are they going to pay it off? Oh, that's how they're going to pay it off? That's how they're going to pay it off. Like, they just keep twisting, twisting. Like, they're like, no, that's the, that's, that's, no, no. Cassell is the one who got the egg. Wait, Cassell fucking didn't know shit. Everything happened behind his back. And we just weren't given any information, which is kind of lame. So, oh, okay, so none of that matters? No, don't worry about it. You had a good ride. These people had a good conversation with each other. You like George Clooney, right? Eh, he's good. Do we? Do I really love anybody in this film of actors wise? I think Julia Roberts might have been my favorite, actually. Like whatever she was doing. Whatever um, she was doing. <laughs> well, she was playing Sound herself. Sound more dismissive. She was. I. I am. Guys, I. It's like telling me to love. I don't know celery. I'm never gonna love celery. I'll eat it for you, <laughs> but it's, and then it's I'll go and throw calories. up in the bathroom. It's negative mm-hmm. calories. You eat it, and, and it and, takes. And mm-hmm. as much as I love my negative calories, you know me, I will never eat celery. Like my dog ate celery yesterday, and I said, "You are not my son." Oh my! But what and yeah, what did so. what did he say back? He was like, "Dude, 
you I should love give me 12. better options. No, he's like, <laughs> give me better options if you don't want me to eat salary. Okay, so um, what, so, so other than so the those very are my first questions, scene like, what, and the questions, very I'm like a basic, I'm basic, I'm basic. When I watch these plots, I'm basic. I'm like, I don't fucking know what's going on. I'm lost. I so, don't fucking know what's So going. when they do the first heist at the yeah. Agorfobe guy's house, like what's in like in Amsterdam, like what's going through your mind? Mom, like, really? That's not interesting. Like, why? Why are they doing this heist? And <laughs> is that what the heist is? They're gonna be killed. Why? If like, they what don't am I watching? You really want to know what's going <laughs> I on? It was my very head clear. Like, How much more time of this movie is left? How much more time of this movie is left? When is it gonna get more interesting? Wow. Were you out. really? Is that really where your head's at? Yeah. Don't hold back. Well, I mean, I this is what I've been waiting for. She's no, no, holding no, 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 back. No. I was finding the. I was finding the aspects of this that I liked, which is Steven Soderbergh direction. Like, there's like a scene on the bus. Does anybody? Oh no, the, the bus was a, maybe the bus. The train. Like there was like a scene in the, the train? train. I was yeah on the train. I was like, dude, that scene was directed like, it was like the simplest little scene. Matt Matt Damon is like insecure. That's kind of all, all it is, right? Just to show his insecurity. He's like sitting away from each other. He's like. I'm like, dude, that was fucking brilliant direction. I could watch a simple scene like that being so, like, only like a fucking great director could do that. Oh, are you talking about like, on the plane ride to Amsterdam when he wakes up Brad Pitt? Is that the I was talking at any time they were anywhere, any time they were sitting somewhere and not moving. <laughs> any time, they really were, interesting. So any time they were just sitting. Any time, like the plot, the plot was slowing. This is how bad I am, guys. This is you getting into like Lucky Lou in my brain, which is bad. Because anytime like the whole heist was not going on, it was just people sitting still. I could focus on the beauty of directing and people and actors interacting with each other and the human connectedness there and the humor of it. But when the plot was taking place and Vince Cancel was like throwing up his underwear in the air, it was not like it was not like something to keep me on top of my seat because it's like ah yeah it's the movie thing you're doing filmmaking cool i'm not like connect like i'm not connecting to it but, but I, there, is I, I, there is something to that where i agree that the scenes that to me are that i laugh at the most and are like the most uh charming is when you know they're doing the dialogue back nothing and forth happens joking where yeah. they're joking about clooney's mm-hmm. age or they're talking about like we need to do you know an the clooney's Ahab age is a brilliant scene right yeah um you know, those are the scenes that so like, that's, I laugh I don't know, at that's, the most. That's versus, what I'm, I guess. Yeah. So that just reflects my choices as a writer. Right? It looks like sometimes as a writer, we're all writers here, and you're a listener by extension as a writer too. Um, you know, we're all writers. Like we, it takes years to even find what our voice is, even though we try maybe different writing, very different things. It still like goes to like where's the most like resonance you find with what you're watching or reading mm-hmm. and so you know that was that was just not my place of resonance though i found resonant scenes in it so that is my piece and i feel like that covers that covers how i feel about the film so i, I also feel like now joe maybe you will um i don't know if we should marry it with um uh ratings uh but like sort of your final words and maybe the ratings yeah, and one shout out to uh, one scene I just wanted to point out is when they're, I think it's in the hotel room before um, Catherine Zeta-Jones knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. They're like all having a meeting mm-hmm. and it's all like super handheld camera. It is adorable. Weird angles. I think um, one of the characters even has a camera. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, like, like camera. We're, <laughs> he's walking around. Shooting, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so you see him <laughs> so some of the footage is that but so it's so, such a uh, weird scene that speaks to the theme of the, of the movie or not so much the theme of the movie but uh, the joke mm-hmm. that the movie is telling mm-hmm. where it's like this is a movie guys in <laughs> look, 2004 look. everybody loved handheld cameras that was so hot I remember everybody was like do you have a Sony or Panasonic like it was before like the iPhones you know, yeah and so weird like we're cutting between a cameraman footage who does not exist in this movie's world with a character's footage who exists in this world <laughs> it's very mind breaking mm-hmm. but that's what the movie is trying to tell you hey this we know we get it don't worry about it it's fun well there's the joke like to the point of the Clooney's age joke it fits in with the storyline right because mm-hmm. they escape the hotel by acting like they're a part of this soccer team arsenal and it's like mm-hmm. do could these dudes really dress up like two soccer players and get on the bus and get away and they're just like you know what kind of soccer team is fielding 50 year old men which is again they can mm. they, they always <laughs> undercut this premise that these heist movies are even at all believable that you can even believe mm-hmm. that these... This is why these heists don't really happen, right? It's like... But dude, like fucking Harry Potter movies exist, you know, and people believe it. Like, it's all about the emotional truth. But the, but I'm saying, like, that's a question. fantasy world versus this is quote-unquote playing in reality, right? Like, the Bellagio really does mm-hmm. exist. There, there, mm-hmm. there are casinos. Like, everything they're doing, mm-hmm. there's no magical element. And instead, it's kind of like, well, look, if we're really going to sit here and act like these 11 guys... These 11 good-looking guys who make jokes all the time and are never in danger of going to rob something, we might as well not play this too straight. And, you know, for someone who makes a movie like Traffic um, or Contagion, mm-hmm. like, to be able to flip mm-hmm. on that tone that quickly and that effectively, like, I think that's what makes the movie so brilliant is juggling those two I mean, He's the man. He really is the man. So... Should we do the ratings? Let's do ratings. I'll start because I already said enough and who wants to listen to me? Is there a jingle I'll for this? There's no... There's, there's no, no jingle. Okay, got it. I wasn't sure there's an intro. Yeah. yeah. So I... Uh, so what we do, Carlton, you know. We take a 10-point pers- uh, scale, each of us, individually. And we uh, rate this movie, in this case, against another maybe movie that is in some way similar uh, personally to each of us um and it could be like different movie everybody does their own thing so i'll go i actually was just looking up heist films because again i'm not like a big heist person as you may have noticed with me yelling here a few minutes ago and i decided to go this is a little hard for me because it says inception is a heist film um, no, not I don't at have all. Inception. This is not as heist film. Yeah, it's not about. Okay, what okay, okay. I, I think it fits in heist movie. All right. What, what do you what do you what do you what do you think of uh, Bonnie and Clyde? Is that going to offend you if I say that's it's not going to offend me? But it's not a heist movie. It's yeah, not about that's whether not a heist movie. Rob because it's old. Okay. No, what about it's the just killing. Nineteen fifty-six. Stanley Kubrick. One of his earliest. Now that's a heist. <laughs> but have you seen the killing? Yeah, I've seen the, I've seen all. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Thank I th- you well, very it much. looked like you were just listing. No, it looked like you were just listing no, heist I'm, movies. I'm, I'm picking <laughs> from your tabs. Yeah, yeah, I'm from your tabs. inevitable tabs. I'm picking the ones I, I I recognize, but I also have to say I actually had to watch rewatch 2018 film Game Night, which I know is very different, but it kind of heisty. 
No. Uh, oh, they have to heist their brother back. Yeah, I guess you could kind of compare. I would definitely compare this more to that than I would the killing, which is straight serious. Okay. So then thank you very much. Forget about everything I said. I'm going to take game night because it's fresher in my memory than anything. And look, if you go on Ocean 12 uh, page on Wikipedia, it says here that it's a heist comedy film. Okay. And so it's really like not even like comedy drama film or anything, even though we talked about this mixture of genres. It's comedy film. And so, yes, okay, Game Night maybe is less of a heist, but it has to do with a group of people trying to retrieve something they love, which is the brother of Jason Bateman in this very gamey kind of um, and uh, cheerful almost often, but dangerous environment. But it is straight up comedy too. For sure. Um, So if Game Night is at nine because I fucking love guys Game Night. Like I love it's great. It's a great movie. I I just fucking love Jason Bateman. I can watch that man like read a phone book and just be completely satisfied for seven hours. Jason, if you're listening, Um, that sounds like an invite to come on the show. If you're listening, I hope you're listening, Jason. (laughs) But yeah, so definitely Game Game Night is a nine. I don't know how it could make it a ten. I guess like I, I really don't know. I'm just being a dick. It's a nine. Uh, then, you know, Steven Soderbergh masterpiece Ocean's 11, uh, 12, sorry, Ocean's 12, what we're talking about, from 2004, would be a four. Ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's, sorry, it, it's, it's your loss. It's your I'm loss. being honest. I, I, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to tell you I'm too basic to understand that. That's not like, true. My storytelling brain, my storytelling brain is like too plain and like no, I, it's I, not. I just needed just more jokes like i just needed more jo- i needed more jason bateman guys that's it that's the uh, that's real it. answer well it's also it's important i think you brought up earlier it's not your taste so i think that's an important thing when you're reviewing any movie yeah, or anything is just to be it like, is if you think yeah, game hey, this isn't my nine, taste then it is that's a movie where it's got this action slash we got to retrieve something I don't know what to drama, tell you. I couldn't no take my eyes really off second time. Second time in a row watching Game Night, games night Game Night, and couldn't take my <laughs> eyes off the screen. Well, no I got news for you. Distract me from it. Oceans 14 is set to come out next year, and Jason Bateman is playing <laughs> Captain Zeta Jones' character. In the mask. Because yeah, they're shooting it right now. <laughs> and Catherine Zeta Jones right is back with her broken foot from putting up Christmas decorations for twenty twenty one and breaking her foot. And she's you playing her herself. Facts. It's Catherine Zeta Jones as Catherine Zeta Jones mm. in this one. You heard it for, here first. Joe, what about you? All right. I will compare it to my favorite heist film. My favorite, my favorite heist film is Fast Five. Oh, the fifth Fast and the Furious wow. movie. <laughs> and is that the one? I with think Vin there Diesel are. In it? So, it, which one? Is that the one with Vin you, Diesel? You, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Very it is funny. one of them. Okay, with, uh, got it. It's okay, the, uh, he is in that one. It's okay. the first one with the Rock in it. Got it. Um, in uh, Rio, where they do a heist. Uh, so I think it's actually similar in some ways to the Oceans franchise by the time five comes mm-hmm. because you got The Rock, Vin is a big star. Big a lot stars. of the, 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 it's the first heist movie of the Fast and the Furious franchise. What? Um, one is not a heist, two is not a heist. Are they trying to steal Three something is not a heist. in number one? 
it's not about the, they're not trying to steal something they're thieves there's a difference between heisting something and being thieves because they're basically stealing dvds from that it's really oh are you more saying that's a, not stealing joe is that you out here torrenting is that, is that what it is <laughs> you wouldn't download a house <laughs> um <laughs> But number one is more like, uh, what's the Keanu Reeves movie? It is basically um, Point Break. Mm. Number one is Point okay. Break. Number two is uh, a gangster movie. Like it's uh, underworld gangster type movie. Number three is almost the same too. And four is also in the gangster territory. Fifth was a true heist movie. The rest were not heists. And even from, uh, I could talk forever about the Fast and Furious series. Uh, clearly. But even the movies after five, uh, they go, they don't go into heist territory. They change genres. So that's what I really like about that series anyway, is they don't stick to one type of, uh, of movie. But I think it is similar because you had all these stars coming together. There were big stars. Some of them maybe not big in the United States at the time, but big stars nonetheless. And I'd say that's a 10. Big 10 for Fast Five. Uh, this is an eight. Ocean's 12 is an eight. I think it's still- what? I love it. It's really good. Carlton I like is it. Pleased. I don't want to leave Carlton unpleased because he's going to text me. He's going to make fun of me. It's good. I'm happy. Yeah, it, it isn't bad. I don't think there's much to pick me, apart about this movie. It's very fun. I'd even watch it again. I think if anything, it's just uh, maybe the, uh, I don't know. There's really nothing bad to say about it. I just don't think it's as great it's just hard to, to me as five. the number one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that leaves us with the most important person of today's date because I don't want to name today's date and then this podcast is not evergreen. Why would I ever do that? Carlton Gillespie, where, whatever, whatever I just said, let it go and tell me what is your deal with the scale and how do you want to deal? What is how, this how do you, deal with what? Nobody likes, well, because nobody really likes the scale. Like scale is, I mean, people usually don't like the scale, but we love the scale. And I, I, mm -hmm. I let you do your scale the way you want to do your scale. Well, I'm definitely, I'm going to rate this because this is Ocean's 12. I'm going to rate this on a scale of 12 for obvious reasons. You can oh, do that. Oh, I like that. And you can do that. I'll let I, you do whatever you want. I, I don't understand it all about the movies you guys compared it to. It makes zero sense to me. Um, if anything, what I would use to me personally, like the directest, <laughs> the most direct comparison is which movie is similar in tone, has a, Ocean's has a similar cast, Ocean's 11. Has a similar story, Ocean's oh 11. God. So I'm going to use that. So I'm going to say Ocean's so predictable. 11. So I'm going to say Ocean's 11 to me is a nine because it. It's 12. No, it's oh. a nine. No, we are. I kind of, we already know where this is going to go because you teased it out, but continue. So Ocean's Eleven True. to me is a nine, just in the way it changed, like it, it changed the genre a little bit. It played mm -hmm. with, it played around with the reality. So I'm, then I'm gonna give Ocean's Twelve a thirteen, on a twelve point scale. Oh, not to not to say that it's Ocean's Thirteen because Ocean's Thirteen is a two, on that twelve point scale. Whoa! Oh, yeah. that's so try and try and understand. That's a, try and understand all that math. Take that, that listener. Yeah. Yeah. Go digest that. Yeah. 
Exactly. Wow, that is very impressive, Carlton. I'm I'm very I'm very proud of us. We, we we did a good job. I feel like I don't know if you guys think that, listeners, but email us at the email that I don't remember that is in the description of this episode of the podcast and tell us if we did good. Tell us about your feelings about this awesome movie. Tell us your feelings about Carlton and I's uh, like just friendship and what you think of it. Please send me Ocean's Twelve Hate. Thank you again, Carlton, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Joe, for hosting with me. You're welcome. Thank you, Bri Walker, for this amazing song. Please uh, follow us, guys. Do some ratings on iTunes. Do something. And just, you know, thank yourselves for listening.